This podcast contains material that some listeners may find objectionable. It may contain graphic descriptions of atrocities committed during the 1937 Nanking Massacre in China. Welcome back to the Undaunted Women of Nanking, the wartime diaries of Minnie Votrin and Sen Shui Fan. On this episode, spring is in the air. Votrin and Sen prepare to say goodbye to John Raba, a German businessman who was instrumental in establishing the safety zone and helping to protect refugees in Nanking. Sen discusses classes offered on campus to refugee women who are still too afraid to return home. Both recall how nearly two months have passed since Nanking fell, and they suffered the first horrors of occupation. Tuesday, February 15th, from the Diary of Minnie Votrin. Spring birds are here. Welcome the spring is opening in my living room. This morning we have a group of refugees moving newspapers and magazines back to the attic of library. All that work of cleaning the attic happily was in vain. Reason for moving is that we need to get the bookcases which have been covered. Later, Mr. Lee and I spent about an hour back of central building trying to work out a better method of getting rid of night soil. We have trench after trench filled with it, and it is everywhere. It has become an everlasting problem which haunts us, and people say our camp has solved the problem more successfully than others. If we do not get Lyme soon, we shall all be in our graves from disease before the end of summer. Yesterday, I invested one dollar in pork, which we had for dinner this noon. My, it tasted good. One would like to know just how many Chinese soldiers were sacrificed in the attempt to hold Nanking. This morning, a report came to me that the Swastika Society estimate about 30,000 killed around Xiaoguan. And this afternoon, I heard another report that tens of thousands were trapped at Swallow Cliff. There were no boats to get them across the rivers. Poor fellows. A few weeks ago, I told you how the many shops, tea houses, and restaurants went up along the sides of Shanghai Road almost in a day, like mushrooms after rain. Today, they are disappearing in the same manner for the order has gone out that if they are not down by night, they will be torn down. Good-natured people are taking them down and carrying them away. I saw the Happy People Tea House disappear. Most of the things sold in them was loot, which some of us thought should never have been allowed in the zone. I would like to be head of the sanitation of the city for a month or two and have a good core of coolies under me in order to clean up the roads. We hear that Mr. Ritchie, former directorate of posts for Nanking, is back in the city and is to try to revive the postal service. Our only connection with the outside world is by way of gunboats. 
Mary and I are planning to have a farewell tea for Mr. Raba on Thursday. My living room will hold only eight people, so we can have but five guests. And for any refreshments we would like to serve, we find we lack the most essential ingredients. Tuesday, February 15th, from the Diary of Sen Shui Fan. Several Japanese soldiers came to look for women to wash clothing for them. Miss Fulton was not at home. I answered them that they cannot find women to do their laundry on short notice, and it will take some time. The soldiers said that they would come back tomorrow morning. Later, I asked if any women want to do laundry for the Japanese. None of them were willing to do so. The following day, the soldiers did not show up. I heard that they had found women to wash their clothing elsewhere. Wednesday, February 16th, Votrin's Diary. Cold wind blowing today. Pa and Lao Wu are beginning to transplant trees. For now is the time. Again at 9 a.m., Mr. Lee and I went out to see about sanitation. It is such a hopeless, tremendous task that we make no impression on it. Wish you could see and smell the hill back of the central building. Miss Wong and her helpers finished replacing red tags by new yellow ones. There are 655 individuals now getting free rice. Are we too careful about giving free rice tags? If we were less careful, more would be staying than at present. We also have money from the committee to lend and to give, but how to lend and to give wisely is far from easy. Today we made two loans and have received rings or watches as security. Mr. Y.G. Yan called between five and six today. Had heard that he was killed, but did not tell him so. He said he had heard that during the early days of occupation, 10,000 were killed on Sanchia River, 20 to 30,000 at Yenzu Chi, and about 10,000 at Xia Guan. He is sure that many husbands and sons will never return. How can I tell the women who come to me so often asking if I have heard any reports from the petitions that I am becoming convinced that their husbands will never return? Mr. Allison brought me a package from Shanghai, two letters and a radiogram about Stella. People in America do not realize that it is almost impossible to get into Nanking. Blanche is still ill at the hospital and Miss Lowe is ill here. It is difficult to keep well and normal. In the package from Shanghai, there was a North China Daily News of February 5th, the first I have seen since November 14th when mine stopped. Must write a report of the second month, but when? Mr. Zhao has volunteered to start a lending library. Would that we had more good books to lend. He is now making the list and will open it soon. 
Wednesday, February 16th, Sen's Diary. Ms. Voltron would like to start a home craft class when our campus is left with only 200 people who cannot go home. Among the young women, some of their husbands have been killed, and some of their homes have been burned. Some are young girls. Now we have 4,000 refugees left on the campus. However, there are some who could go home but are afraid to do so. Voltron's original plan has changed, not to offer a home craft class, because there are just too many people here. Yesterday, over 600 registered for class. Some are at the junior high level, some at senior high level, and the rest at the third or fourth grade of elementary school. Now we offer Bible classes, and each class has 70 or 80 students because not many teachers are available. Among the teaching faculty, Ms. Wang, a third-year student of the theological school with several years of teaching experience, serves as a dean of studies. Others include elementary school teacher Su Yuying, missionary Ms. Lo, who is Voltron's friend, and two refugees. One is Ming, the high school graduate and former elementary school teacher and the other is a newcomer from the women's theological school. They all teach Bible classes. Mrs. Twinham teaches singing, and Mr. Lee also helps with the classes. Probably, Voltron and I will have to teach classes too. Most of the classes are held before noon. The classes have not started yet and are still in the planning stage. Thursday, February 17th, from Votrin's Diary. Spring today. Much aerial activity. Anti-aircraft gun practice. Anniversary of that terrible December 17th. Again, I am making the rounds with Mr. Lee to try to get back campus cleaned up. Fearful condition back of central building at southwest corner. But Sun says we are clean compared to many. Room 304 had a real house cleaning. Women took out all their bedding and cleaned windows and floors. Hope this will become contagious. Two officers and a soldier with interpreter called early this afternoon, presumably to look around. How easy it is for us to suspect that every caller has a deep and sinister motive. Spent about two hours working on accounts this morning. Have neglected them badly since December 1st. Fortunately, there have not been many things to buy, so items are not many. This afternoon, Mary and I had our farewell tea party for Mr. Raba. No easy thing to manage under present conditions. Guests were Mr. Raba, Dr. Rosen, Mr. Allison, George Fitch, Mr. Ritchie, and Searle. Mrs. Sen helped us. We served a salad, opened our first box of chocolates, had oranges. The cake was not bad. 
kind of fruitcake made with Esther's mincemeat, taking the place of fruit. Not a Chinese store open in Nanking yet, so one's menu must be adjusted to foods in one's own depleted larder, or that of her best friends. Mr. Allison was escorted by a Japanese guard, so he suggested he leave first, because Mrs. Sen had heard that our women refugees wanted to see Mr. Raba and implore him to stay. We were not prepared for the sight that met our gaze when we arrived in front of the science building. Between two and three thousand women were there, and as Mr. Raba approached them, they all knelt and began to weep and implore. He spoke a few words, and then Mary got him away by a back path. I tried to get them away so that Dr. Rosen and Mr. Ritchie could leave, but it was a difficult job. Mary again got them out when I tried to divert their attention and lead them to the other side of the quadrangle. After a long time, we were able to get the car out, but not until the men must have been well on their way home. Mr. Ritchie goes by car to Shanghai tomorrow. He reports that the post office will probably be open soon under Chinese management. Now for Sen's diary of the same day. Today is a date we should remember. Two months ago, this night, we suffered the most. Today, at four o'clock, we invited the chairman of the international committee, John Raba, for tea. Also invited was the head of the post bureau, who plans to open the post office soon. Both the German and the American consul came to tea with Raba, because he's going to return to Germany. Originally, he was a businessman, and stayed in China for years. He's very capable and courageous. His home office wants him to go back to Germany. After he leaves, the international committee will no longer exist, and has to reorganize. Everybody here wants him to stay. When the refugees learn about his departure, they also begged him to stay. At the party, I expressed my deep gratitude to him, and asked him to stay for one more month. He said to me, "It is useless to stay on. After returning to Germany, I can help you people more. Now you need people in Germany to speak out for you." I agreed with them. For propaganda, people will believe him, because he eyewitnessed what happened in Nanking. When Ray was about to leave the tea party, the refugees all surrounded his car, begging him to remain in Nanking. His car could not move; he had to walk home. On our next episode, the warm spring weather continues. Other refugee camps close, forcing more refugees to come to Jinling. Work is being done to make the safety zone more sanitary. Sen worries that poor sanitation may give rise to an epidemic.
Votrin reports heavy airplane activity over the city. Thanks for listening.